Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye hai Rasoole Mukarram. Ye farma gaye hai Rasoole Mukarram. Ye shaadi hai beshak mohabbat ka zina. Ye shaadi hai beshak. محبت کا زینہ باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم Six minutes after eleven South African time on this beautiful Beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. And of course, my beloved engineer, Haji Suleiman Esop. <laughs> he says, Malala, I will be with you for now till 12 ish, inshallah. Uh, well, he's the engineer this uh, mashallah morning. I, 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 I love to, to interact with my engineers. You know, it, it, it gives me that, that positive, that vibe. Yeah, you know, it gives me that josh. Uh, it's no use me just coming on here as a presenter and blah, 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 blah. I, I, I like to interact with my beloved engineer. So if my beloved engineer is in a good mood, then definitely the presenter will definitely also be in a good mood. Where are my wonderful listeners? Where are our wonderful listeners of Sirius FM? Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company. The listeners of Sirius FM, where are you guys? And the listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. It's a beautiful morning. Yesterday is the 23rd of Rabi'ul Akhir, 1445, which is also the 8th of uh, November, 2023. Uh, before we cross over to our beloved Fadila to start, yes, I see listeners are waiting for the breaking news. I don't know what's the breaking news uh, this uh, Wednesday morning, but uh, let's give Ustad at least one minute just to check what's our breaking news in Gaza, in Palestine. Remember, our WhatsApp number is um, 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. We said it's a beautiful Wednesday morning. Uh, welcome to the Bliss of Marriage, and uh, let's hear what's our breaking news in Gaza. Ustad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So here is written Israel-Hamas war, day 33. It's not the war, but anyway, that's what they got there. So Israeli soldier killed in Gaza. So that you must multiply times 10 or 5. They always lie and they downplay it because the Israeli people and public, there will be such a panic there. As it is, they want to lynch Netanyahu and circumcise him again. Biden asked Netanyahu for humanitarian poor so they're telling him for three days that everything must stop and let all the humanitarian aid and all that come in. G7 nations announced a unified stance on Israel-Hamas war after the meeting in Tokyo, meaning that they will stand with Israel, the Haramis. UK Labour lawmaker, so remember that the government are the conservative, the Tories, and the opposition is the Labour, so they are 100% behind Israel, so one of the lawmakers quits policy role over parties towards Gaza stance. That they saying, some of the people in the Labour, that you must say Israel is guilty, and there must be a ceasefire, and they are guilty of crimes of genocide, ethnic cleansing, and so forth. IDF says sirens sounded in northern Israel were false alarms. 
Israel's uneasy standoff on Gaza war, hosting Hamas versus standing with Israel. So remember that is what they are doing. Talks of returning settlements in Gaza damages Israel's legitimacy. So remember that if Israel is going to come and reoccupy, so then the little but 5% credibility they got, that also, the whole tide has turned against Israel. Ehud Barak, the former prime minister, said the world opinion has turned against Israel. And now when they are right there in Gaza city, so Israel now sees the true scope and sophistication of the Gaza tunnel tunnels, so something beyond their perception comprehension, and they know if they go in there, then they will be stuck there and will get a bigger threshing and a good hiding. Listen to this one here. I'm reading from the Haaretz newspaper. Listen to this, all of you. The listeners of Sirius FM and of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Al-Usunnah al-Jamaah. Denial of Hamas October 7 massacre is gaining pace online. So what are they saying? If you are on our groups, so if you are on our groups or you are following us on Telegram, and, you know, these are long articles, we can't send it out on Twitter. So nevertheless, we have inside information from the Jutlas, Haramis, terrorists themselves, that on that October 7th, that Saturday, so many of the crimes committed of rape or beheading and other murder and killing was carried out by the IDF, the Israelis themselves. And remember, those who Hamas killed were 90%, 95% soldiers and IDF. So that's a legitimate target. There's no question about that. But as far as what they call civilians, that the Israelis killed themselves. So that is what's coming out. Another thing coming out, you know that they had 18,000 or whatever thousand, just say plus minus 18, 20,000 people of Gaza who had license, permission, permits to work there in Israel. So then they send them back and they revoke that permission and permit and so forth. So they kept them in detention and then they stripped some of them, they tortured them, recruited some of them and all that happened. So everything is coming out. The biggest problem with Israel is three things. Number one, you got two set of laws, one for the Israelis and one for the Palestinians. So that is what makes it a, an apartheid regime, an apartheid state. Second one is that in everything they consider themselves to be superior and they consider these people, and I sent out yesterday what their previous leader said. Somebody called them crocodiles, somebody called them cockroaches, somebody called them what and what, you must remember that. So that is the, the, the state of supremacy. And they feel they can do whatever they want to because these are Gentiles, they are Goyim, they are Ummiyin, as mentioned in the Quran, and therefore they can treat them as they want to and the world turns away the western powers because they have a vested interest there in the rogue apartheid regime therefore we call it a terrorist state and a nazi regime the super race you know and third is the biggest thing the occupation so everything did not start on the 7th October it started 75 years ago mm. when the Jutlas Haramis came and invaded the land of Palestine I sent out today so mashallah my brother Suleiman Esop sent it to me an atlas of 1926 imagine that and what is written there Palestina and Palestina is mentioned there is nothing mentioned about Israel there so and all this is done and prepared and compiled by non-Muslims not Muslims so it shows the only solution and that is what Hamas is showing the world is one settler one bullet that you have to take them on and inshallah with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah they will defeat them and there is so many you know I'm surprised the amount of whites and speaking of globally nationally who are siding with Hamas and they dead against you must remember Israel and so forth see a police tell high court that demonstrations against IDF Gaza opposition may disrupt public order so Israel is here going with posters Israel is for ceasefire now so even their own public wants it you must remember that but you see you must see here again that big spite in anti-semitic attacks in Italy as a result of Gaza war 
So this will continue, you must remember, that they have made life difficult for themselves, for a jutla or jutli, that of male, female, haramij from Israel, to travel in the world as a Jew with signs of that. So they will be mocked, they will be jeered, and sometimes they will be assaulted as well, and it will be justified because you wanted this here, and therefore you are not prepared to give in and say that let's stay. If you want peace, Israel must just take away their army and everybody will live in peace. Amen. But you must remember that, that they won't do. Their pride and arrogance will not allow them to do that. So let them carry on and we will fight till the death and see See, Israel's lack of an exit plan is testing Americans' patience. And let me tell you that the Jutlas, so many of them are dying and fracking. That's the word we must use in Afrikaans when you say you freck so it means you die like a dog and that's the word I tried it on on Twitter I said let the jutlas freck I wanted to see what happens it went through so you can use that don't use the word Jew use the word jutla because you must remember these are machines and the machine doesn't know how to think so they will tell you if they speak against Jews and Das and all that. So use the word Jutla and everything goes through. You must remember that and use Twitter, X and all that. Everything works fine, inshallah. And next last point I want to make before we start is this, that remember that inshallah, that who I told you the biggest result of this conflict, if you want to call it, Almighty Allah showed us who are the Khabis and who are the Tayyib the Saudi regime MBS the Emirates regime of MBZ Dubai Abu Dhabi Bahrain Bahrain did a good thing they expelled you must remember the uh, Israeli the uh, ambassador and so forth nine countries did that so far and you must remember Egypt Jordan Morocco all these Akhabis and impure and Murtads and Haramis and traitors and then we have those who are supporting Palestine and Gaza you got Qatar there, you got Tunisia there, you got Kuwait there, and so forth and so on. So at least now we know who are actually with us and those who are against us. So that's a very, very big thing. And the last one, you should hashtag and send out messages. We have to disgrace, name, and shame them. The Saudis, no World Cup for Saudi 2034 because they have sold this Ummah out. <laughs> and I passed the fatwa yesterday. It's better you don't go for Nafil Umrah and Nafil Hajj, remember that. First Hajj you have to go and if you're going for Umrah first time, okay. But you just keep on going, keep on going. You're just making the Saudis richer and they give the money to America and they give the money to Israel. <laughs> They're not Khadimul Haramein Sharifain. They are Khadim America and Khadim Israel. <laughs> that is where we are now. Ustad, <laughs> I've got an anonymous uh, brother. He says, urgent uh, message Ustad. He says, can a man share one house with his two wives? Because I can't afford another house. Please move this up. I'm recording you. I'm listening to you. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. It's very funny, you know. People get married, everything finished, and all. It's like that person in Makkah. I have Quran here in my hand. So you must remember, I don't know which year, many, many years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago. A person ate the chicken everything day in Makkah, and I was sitting there. So after that, he said, Muftisab, I halal che. You understood? He ate it finished. So I asked him, you must ask halal haram before you start eating or after you eat. So he felt embarrassed, you know. So yours also is like that. You get married, all that, then you say you can't afford it. So who told you to date a second wife? Are you a fool or what? Quran Sharif states, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 3. Masna wasulatha waruba. You take two, three, four wives. So if you fear you can't do justice, you can't give them the both separate everything, separate houses, separate bedrooms, separate kitchen, separate bathroom, all that, then you can't get married to second wife. It's a haram for you to do that. Quran is telling you that. For wahida, then stay with one wife. So if you got one house, you must make two kitchens. You must make two separate bathrooms. You must make two separate the bedrooms and all these kind of things here. Otherwise, every day you are committing a major sin and you the zalim and an oppressor and the second wife becomes the mazloom 
Uma and how did she fall in your trap also so you must remember maybe you promised her and then you broke your promise so you are wrong totally and mm. every moment Allah's curse is on you when you make zulam and oppress the wives remember that first wife or second wife so start till what age do we have to take care of our kids anonymous sister Ustad remember that if it is your daughter you must take care of her from the day she is born right till the day she gets married and that is the duty of the father mother the biological father mother the father has to look after all her financial expenses and all that so whether it is a shelter her eating drinking clothing medication education everything will come in there and it is, so from the time of birth till the time of marriage thereafter it goes on the husband all the expenses and thereafter for the son you have to worry about him till the age of 15 16 and thereafter what you are spending on your son you're sending him here and there and spending on him I went when I was you understand more elder than that to overseas and my father paid for everything people offered my father said no we won't take a cent from anybody and for that I really make dua for him Allah grant them all genital for those our beloved parents our brothers our family members and so forth so remember because al-insanu abdul ihsan when people do you a favor then they expect something in return you know so so we independent we don't have to boot or leak anybody no person no party no organization or no politician or government and so forth so we didn't take anything from anybody you must remember that so therefore you must remember it's a very big thing that so therefore in a case like this what will happen then you are compromising yourself so what happens in a case like this when a person now he is in a you know situation then you beg almighty Allah Allah Ta'ala makes the means and so forth but anyway the, what was the question again Malona? Mm, it was about uh, the, the the wife who said no so, okay. so let me just see I think I deleted it by mistake Ustad so, yeah, till what age do we have to take yeah, care of our right. kids? Till what age you must remember that must you take care. So my mind went to my parents, so then I lost concentration. So anyway, you must remember, so if it's a son, the daughter, I told you till marriage, and if it's a son, you must remember then till the age of 15, 16, is mandatory, compulsory. After that, whatever you spend, you must remember it is what? We'll say mustahab and good, but not compulsory. So that person must stand on his own feet. He must get his own income and everything it will not be compulsory upon the father to look after him and pay for his expenses normally our parents do that out of the goodness of their heart but it's not compulsory upon them somebody says here Ustad uh, I don't understand the law if you are summoned to a paternity test and you don't pitch up then you become the legal father by law and is required to pay child maintenance what does Islam say about this Ustad? So when you say by law, you mean that the government's law, the Western law, and so forth, the country you are living in. Gee. If you want the Islamic law, the Islamic law is this. You must remember the hadith mentioned in Mishkat Sharif and in Mustada Ahmad, Al-Waladu Lil-Firash Walil-Ahiri Al-Hajar. The hadith is sahih and authentic. So when you are married to that lady there and then you suspect and so forth that your wife had an affair, that she is ABC and she had an affair with her lover or boyfriend, whatever you want to call. So now a baby is born. So now there's two, three scenarios. If you divorced her and told her that this child is not my child, so that child, the lineage will go to the mother, Islamically, because you rejected it and said it's not your child, and you divorced her and so forth. But you kept quiet and you said, no, you got other children or whatever and so forth. So then maybe deep down you still suspect her that she was sleeping around and so forth. So the lineage of the child will go to you. Islam, we don't have paternity test and maternity test and this test. This is the law in Islam. So you must remember then the child's lineage will go to you. So that is the law there. So the child will assume and take your name, your surname and the lineage will be proven like that and if you are saying that you must remember that she committed adultery or her boyfriend committed adultery and so forth then for them you have pelting to death that is a death penalty mm. and if that person the boyfriend girlfriend 
the boyfriend, let's say, is you must remember the lover is not married, then Quran Karim states, Surah 24, verse 2, then he will be given 100 lashes, and if she confesses to it, then she will be given the death penalty. Islam promotes and advocates a pure and a chaste society. Today's Western democracies and so forth and so on, I'll tell you a nice story regarding that. So remember, they promote fornication, they promote adultery, they promote gay business, they promote lesbian, they promote every vice, and you ask them that you get all these AIDS and sexually transmitted diseases, they say, no, no, no problem. You must just give everybody one one condom, and then presto, the, everything will be sorted out. Nothing gets sorted out. So what the children see, the parents are doing, their elders are doing, they do that. You go to your schools today, go to any province, and you will find over 100,000 children in South Africa, girls, from the age of 9 to 12 and 13 are pregnant in school. So that is the direct result of your policy, and you're turning a blind eye and promoting it, you must remember that. So that is what Islam is dead against. See, I tell you, when, you know, I landed in Venice. Venice is very beautiful city, you know. So this brother Abdullah became my good friend. We just used to communicate with email those days. Now that the time wasn't WhatsApp so much, it was more email. So he told me that he heard me saying on the radio that if you want to go for Hajj Umrah, this is about eight, ten years ago, maybe more also, that you must read Surah 2, verse 128. So anyway, that Ya Allah, show us the places of Umrah and Hajj and forgive us. He say he went to the Quran and he saw it, he bahated it. After one month or so, the agent phoned him, Abdullah, you want to come for Hajj? He said, yes, but he said, leave all your butts. You want to go? He said, yes. So he'd come tomorrow, bring your passport. And so I need somebody to help me. And he took him for Hajj, free of charge. So when he met me at Venice Airport, he was crying and he hugged me and he read in my ears, So one night he took us around, you know, just to show us yeah, day and all that. So they, they have big, big computers, boards, you know, but in Italian language, but you could understand few words, you know. So they got there, I don't remember the exact times, but they get there and I asked him, is that the meaning? He said, yes. He went to go buy something, you know, water or whatever, by the garage or whatever, filling station. So there, I was reading those boards there and that. So they said, if they catch the prostitute between, say, 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock, so then there's 500 euros fined for her. So I asked him, is that what's written there? I understood it. That is correct. He said, yes, it's correct. So I said that. So if she stand on the street and all it after 11 o'clock, then there won't be a fine. He said, exactly. So I said, if she stands there before 8 o'clock, 7 to 8, and somebody picks her up and is a prostitute, so then there won't be a fine. He said, yes. So I said, now look at the stupidity of the law. 8 to 11 is a crime. But before 8 is not a crime and after 11 is not a crime. <laughs> Can you understand? So this is the kufa mentality that they promote all these vices and all these type of things and Islam says you must nip it in the bud do not even go near any fornication, adultery why? No physical contact a lady comes, she take out the hand but she's an ajnabiya she is a stranger to me so I can't shake her hand, she can't shake my hand why? so in that way the hearts will also remain pure. Now juxtapose, compare that with the Western system, you will shake hands, you will make eye contact, you will smile at one another, you will exchange cell phone numbers, and then you say, let's go for a cup of tea. No, 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 let's go for a cup of cappuccino, you see? <laughs> so that, then cup, 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 then you know where you land up. You land up in the World Cup, you see? <laughs> so you must remember this type of, all haram business. This. <laughs> Listen to this one. Do I, as a son-in-law, inherit from my father-in-law? 
he only has one daughter, which is my wife. My wife says, I don't, but my sheikh in Cape Town says, yes, you do inherit. Ustad. Your sheikh is a min himari ahlihi. Mm. So he doesn't even know the basics about inheritance. For what must you inherit? You've got nothing to do with your father-in-law. So you must remember that when your father-in-law passes away, so your mother-in-law, that is his wife, will inherit 12.5%. And if she is the only child, then she will get 50%. And then the rest, and if he doesn't have any parents, then... And the rest of you remained there, so you got 62.5% distributed already, 12.5% to the wife, 50% to the daughter, and the remainder will go to his siblings, his brothers and sisters, the ratio 2 to 1, and what will you get? You must say, inna lillahi wa inna rajun. You get zero. So remember, anybody tells you you go to Shea, he doesn't know even the base not fit to be a Sheikh. <laughs> Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two international overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Will it be permissible, Ustad, if one just make nikah of a girl and boy, and then after one month the girl can move in with her husband and in-laws? Will it be permissible, Ustad? Remember that if the girl gave permission and she is a Sunni belonging to Ahlul Sunnah al Jama'ah and her father, biological father, gave permission and they happy, the parents are happy. And you must remember that now the boy has to bring some, make some alterations, prepare some furniture and so forth and so on. So now they say, okay, the nikah is done in the masjid, everything done properly. And after one month, then the lady will come stay full time with her husband so once she moves in there after one month so her home where she was living with her parents is no more home and remember now her house and home will be there where she lives with the husband 100 kilos away for example so when she's there she must eat full salat they come for a weekend and what have you there by her own parents place they are musafir they come for one day two days three days and so forth so they musafir is it permissible if all parties agree then is permissible. Mm. There's no problem in that. But one thing you must remember, our Indians sometimes, they must understand this. Now, you said, we just give example, right? So the nikah took place first of November. we November now. So end of November, 1st December, you must remember, then she has to move there to her husband's place and residence. But that does not mean that you, the father-in-law or mother-in-law, that for your jamai, for your damad, your son-in-law, then you tell him, no, you can't come here. It's his wife. He can come after three days. He can come after one week. He can come after 10 days. He come there and do a hit and run quick job and go back home. It's fine. So you must remember these type of things there. So he can come for the weekend and <laughs> then, so you must remember it will be a hectic weekend. They'll be very busy, you know. So you must remember so all that is permissible and nobody can prevent him. He, the husband, has more rights over the wife compared to the rights the parents have over her. The hadith is mentioned in Mustadrak Hakim. He, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna a'adaman nasi haqqan ala rajul. The person who has the greatest rights, even after marriage, over the male ummuhu is his mother. So first mother, then wife and so forth. Wa inna a'adaman nasi haqqan ala mara'a. And the person who has the greatest rights over the lady, then after marriage is zawjuha her husband then her parents so we must understand things in the proper perspective therefore my own sisters my own family members aunties or whoever I always tell them you gave your daughter you gave your niece everything finished now don't keep on poking your nose there she is gone they will lead their own life you don't interfere and poke your nose now you don't have that right the husband has more rights we must teach and educate our people <laughs> Subhanallah. Uh, uh, allow me to read this message, Ustad. I went to Haji Suleiman Esob, listen to this. I'm one of the agents. How can Mufti AK pass the fatwa for not going for Umrah and Hajj? Many agents just heard what you just said earlier on. How do you know the man is going to America and Israel? We agents going to take this matter up. 
we're going to go to the Jamiat. Wassalam, Ustad. Go to the Jamiat. What the Jamiat can do to us? So you must remember, go. They the ones who closed the masjid. They went to court to close the masjid. So you must remember this thing. They the one who joined the lesbians. They stand with the lesbians and give lectures. So which Jamiat you talking about? The Jamiat got no authority, even one percent over us. We consider the Jamiat to be dull and mudil. We consider them to be an astray organization, sellouts and traitors. As far as that's why we don't read salat behind many of them so you can go to whoever you want to don't come and try their tactics with me you can try with other molvis you understand <laughs> we will do this we will do this when i pass the fatwa and i told you that you agents is haram for you all that to tell you must remember the woman that he can go alone for umrah and that without a husband without a mahram you all made a big noise I told you, go by any Darulum, any Mufti, and tell him to give you a written fatwa, it is permissible. And that is according to all four schools. Mm. So if you're living in Alice in Wonderland, it's not my problem. You know these people are not Khadimul Haramain Sharifain, they are Khainul Haramain Sharifain. Mm. My fatwa is, and I sent it out on Twitter, I sent it out on Telegram, I sent it out on all groups. And every day and every week we make dua loudly. So Ameen. the Jamjas of the Saudis like you can go and tell them and they got their own other sidekicks. Allah, I'm reading the dua loud for you. Allahumma ahalik ahla ala Saud. Allahumma ahalik ala Saud. Kama ahalakta adaw wa thamud. Ya Allah, decimate Ameen. and destroy the royal family of ala Saud. This MBS and his cronies and haramis. As you destroyed and decimated the ala ad and the ala thamud. So as you destroy, you must destroy them. They have destroyed Islam, everything. So to go for Umrah is not something compulsory. To go for Nafil Hajj is not compulsory. First Hajj is compulsory. So we pass the fatwa to go for Nafil Hajj. You must remember it's better you don't go. And you go for Nafil or Umrah, it's better you don't go. So you must remember that these people there, they charge so much money, taxes, this, this. And then they give to Israel. They give to America. They give for World Cup. They give for the singers they bring there. Everything haram with our money they're doing. So therefore we tell you whether you like, don't like, I just told you just now, brother, you don't do me any favor. I don't owe any agent a cent. So you owe me, yes, because (laughs) I promote you all sometimes. You must remember that. I'll tell you, go with this agent and this Mm. agent. No agent I owe him anything. Remember that very nicely. So don't come and try with your blackmail in the me. I'm not your Molvis and that. I'll tell you the truth whether you like it or not. <laughs> Jamiat you'll go to. That's the, the, the joke of the century. So go to the Jamiat, go to Jamiat's grandfather also. So you must remember this type of things there and you must remember that that is our fatwa and Hazrat Mohan Ahmad Sadiq Desai say with haram. That we say, we don't say haram absolutely, but we will definitely say that they should not go. We will discourage people from going for Umrah and for Hanafil Hajj and so forth. Yes, first Hajj, you have to go, you have to go. So that is our fatwa. You can quote me wherever you want to go. Tell the Saudi embassy also. 22 minutes uh, to 12. See, Bayan Woodburn says, Molana Muftisab, they're going to lose out money. Ustad. That's all they worried about. Their iman is not Yu'minuna bil ghaib. You must remember that is not on the unseen. Their iman is Yu'minuna bil jayib. Nigalomali, Shayulatafel. So that is how we operate. We know how it works, brother. So you must remember that. And people will ask what this man is saying is the truth or not. Mm. Didn't that agent come on air? They say, hey, I want to tell you that whatever it is, I gave back all the money to the people. You understand? Allah. I said, he came on air. He started. Yeah. Yes. He stand and, on it. And he said, and he said, I did it because you passed. So do that. Have your iman, Yakin. If I do halal business, Allah will give me a much more. But if I do all the crooked content, remember Allah will remove the barakah. Try and practice on Sharia. Don't carry favor with the Saudi murtad regime and kuffar regime. That please Allah, please Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that is our deen of Islam. Mm. 11.39 a.m. South African time. Don't go away, my beloved, wonderful listeners. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.
Well, it's uh, 11.43 a.m. South African time. I see there's a lot of messages. Uh, uh, before we go again for our breaking news, Ustad, uh, for Gaza, <laughs> I see the overseas listeners are saying, uh, Molana Arafat, we like uh, the Herod's news that our beloved Fadila to Ustad, uh, every time giving us. I see I've got a message from uh, Sister Abby, but Sister Abby, just hold on. Let's go to our beloved Fadila to Ustad. Ustad, breaking news in Gaza? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Listen to this, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they say IDF arrests 37 wanted Palestinians in West Bank. They speak about the 240 hostages. They pick up children, they take anybody, they steal their homes, and they say they want it. Detention without trial. So they say at least 10 Hamas affiliated. They, they, they decide who and what. Okay, so all the other ones I gave you, that is their talk of returning settlements in Gaza. Okay, that is finished. And you must remember that that is there still going on, denial of Hamas October. I told you that Israel did an inside job just like 2010, uh, the 9-11 also. So you must remember the 20, you know, 2001. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you must remember. So all these things are going on, mashallah. So all might Allah, Jalla grant our Hamas and grant our Mujahideen a magnificent victory, inshallah. Amin, 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 summa amin. I see the sisters in Brisbane say, it's gone viral. I was a grapevine who started. <laughs> okay, I just told my brother Suleiman that if I wanted the two-minute clip, inshallah, when we were at Channel Islam, we used to play it very, very often because this conflict didn't start on October the 7th. It started 75 years ago. And when I started my career on in media 2001, January, so that my first broadcast was 22nd of January 2001. So when we had our first meeting, Meeting, I said you must have four or five things in place then only you can run a station because they had no program CII and here also I do the same thing with Allah's help I said we must have Quran Sharif first then we have Sunnah Mubarakah. Then we have the Sahaba, radiallahu anh. Then we have the Awliya, Ullah, and Imams. Till there, then we stop. And thereafter, one issue that can unite the Ummah is the issue of Palestine. Whether you Shafi, Maliki, Hanafi, Ambali, Salafi, whatever. Not that we agree with the Salafis, but this is one issue we all can agree on. And remember, it is a Dini issue. <laughs> it's not something just a political issue. It is part of of Islam that we have to support Palestinians it is Muslim and Jutla issue so therefore so even yet therefore we are very very strong on this that we must defend Palestine and we must defend Hamas and defend anybody else who's doing good and expose those who are selling out the Saudi like selling out the Palestinians like the Saudis and them that they got musical shows when the children are being slaughtered and massacred there in Palestine who said there's an agent from Cape Town? They want your email address. Agent from Cape Town. Ustad. Take my email. Take my phone number. 071-888-1184. This is my phone number. I don't answer long, long messages. And if you're sending email, akhussein, a-k-h-o-o-s-e-n at gmail.com. we got nothing to hide, mm. brother. <laughs> and if you want to discuss this issue, I'm telling you that you're wasting your time. We will keep on discouraging people to go for Umrah to go for Nafil Hajj we will encourage them to go for Farz Hajj mm. we're not interested in your people's politics and so forth somebody says may Mufti Sahib advise on keeping the names Salahuddin and Yazid also Mufti please suggest names for a girl who started what was that question about Abby? You said you'll come back to G, her. I got a question. You'll start. Okay, that'll be next. G, and it'll be next. Okay, remember, my brother, my sister, that Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif and in Abu Dawood and so forth. Inna kum tub athuna yom al qiyama. That 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 was your name and your father's name. So what must you do? For ahsinu asma'akum. Give them good good 
good names. So remember, it's the parents' duty to choose wonderful names and so forth and so on. So therefore, if you choose the name Salahuddin, excellent Salahuddin Ayyubi, after the Crusaders, you just keep Salahuddin, excellent. So remember 1099 to 1187, that was, you must remember, 88 years occupation, and he, Allah, selected a man who never saw Makkah, who never saw Medina. Hajj was not compulsory upon him, so he didn't go to the Haramain Sharifain, but Allah selected him, and not an Arab, he's a Kurd, Kurdi, and remember that nobody can ever write Islamic history without mentioning his name, Salahuddin or Saladin the Just, so what an Adil, Munsif, Just person he was, and so forth, and so on, so therefore, excellent name, and Yazid, Sahaba's names were Yazid, you must remember that, but today, the people are, like, because of the Shia influence, they against Yazid bin Muawiyah. Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu is Amirul Mu'minin, his Khalifa. He ruled the Ummah for almost 20 years, for 41, 260. And who gave him the Khilafat? Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu an, Sayyidina Ali's son, the grandson of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa resigned after six months and from Iraq went to Syria, Damascus and said, please, you take over the Khilafat and so forth. And that was prophesied by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna bani this grandson of mine is a leader that Allah will use him to reconcile two big groups and so forth among the Muslims hadith in Bukhari Sharif so that happened I tell you two, three things about Yazid. This Yazid is a Tabi'i. So Yazid, the son of Muawiyah. Sayyidina Muawiyah is Sahabi, so now we're not speaking of him. So you want to keep the name Yazid? Sahaba's name was Yazid. So many Sahaba, not one. Go open if you know anything of Quran and Sunnah and Asma'ul Rijal and so forth. So you must remember that you will find in Al-Isaba fi Tamizi Sahaba Ibn Hajar maybe six, seven, nine, ten Yazid among Sahaba, radiallahu and home. So increase, increase in what? In Iman, in Islam, in Ikhlas, in all good things. But you're speaking about Yazid bin Muawiyah, that the Kuffar Shias, they kafir 100%, they swear and curse Sayyidina Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, and Sayyidina Aisha, Sayyidina Hafsa, radiallahu anhum. 100 reasons we can give why the Kuffar, this is an easy reason that will resonate with you. So nevertheless, the point I'm making here is this, that you must remember, they say Yazid is non-Muslim. So do I. They say Yazid murdered and martyred Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anh. So that is what the Shias say. And they made so much propaganda that the Sunnis, some of us, they also started writing like that and accepting it. I ask you three questions. If you want real facts, mm. not fake news and all this, you understand? Number one, do you know when you must remember Abu Ayyub Ansari passed away? Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu ta'ala an Allah gave him one distinction no one in the world will ever have. He is the first host of the master Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa when they entered Medina Munawwara. Everybody from the Ansar wanted, Ya Rasulullah, come to my house. We are sinners, we are transgressors. We're going tomorrow, inshallah, to Rustenburg. How many people, my house, my house, my this, my this, by this contact our Jusabba. Today he spoke to me, I asked him, Jusabba, I forgot your surname. What's your surname? So I told, he told me, Jusab Isa. I said, no, I'll call you Yusuf Isa. You see? So Jusab Brownie, they call him. He's our family, some way, some way. So anyway, so they'll come fetch me and take me there to Rustenburg tomorrow, inshallah. We are ordinary normal people, non-entities. This is Mustafa, Rasulullah, sallam, the most beloved, the most precious to Almighty Allah. What he, Habibuna, Rasulullah, sallam, said, all of you leave innaha ma'mura the she camel has been commanded where I must stay it will stop there and it stopped right in front of the house of Sayyidina Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu anh. 74 when I went first time for Umrah it was Ramadan my beloved parents came from here 75 went for Hajj Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Rabbil all these houses all we saw renovated obviously the Saudi regime over the years demolished everything they demolish Islam now you must remember that so therefore we must name them and shame them and nail them. So we must remember now it is the year 4950. Some scholars say 49 after Hijrah, some say 50. So that's academic discussion. 
they went from there you must remember that the mujahideen went to the istanbul and turkey and all these type of things and thereafter what happens so you must remember he passes away his body day in istanbul i've been there so many times you've been there before he passed away, he said, there was Sahaba there. There was Sahaba there. And you must remember that senior, senior Sahaba were there. He said, Yazid, you the Amir of this Jaish, you are the appointed commander-in-chief, you must perform my Salatul Janaza. Mm. You got it? Nobody can dispute that. So Yazid, the son of Muawiyah, we say, radiallahu anhu for him, for Amir Muawiyah. And Yazid, he performed the Salatul Janazah of Sayyidina Abu Ibn Sari, radiallahu One, Go open Bukhari Sharif. You understand? And this hadith, you will find that after the Qitalu room and all that in Bukhari Sharif, he, Habibuna Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, spoke about this ummah. So the first army to go out, the naval army, naval vessel they will go. For them, Jannat is assured for them. Who were the first army? In time of Sayyidina Usman radiallahu anh, everybody agrees. You go open any commentary of Bukhari Sharif, Fathul Bari, Kashful Bari, go open, you must Umdatul Qari, anyone you go open. So you must remember that you will find that Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anh. He went and they went towards Cyprus and then all that and they went to Turkey, they went all these places and so forth. And on that time there, then Ummi Haram passed the way and so forth and so on so remember that they went that direction so he's got that virtue in the same hadith and over the first group and army to go Kustuntinia or Madina to Kustuntinia or Madina to Kaiser, then Fakad or that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Makhfurun Lahum, they'll be forgiven. So who's got that virtue? Go open Fatul Bari of Ibn Hajar, go open Umdatul Qari, you must remember of this thing, Badruddin Aini, Rahimamullah, and them. So Yazid is the first person. He's got 101 sins mistake. We got million sins. But the goodness that is told for him, you mustn't forget that as well. So, but the Shia propaganda. Now the question arises that we rejected Yazid killed um, Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anh. Then who martyred Sayyidina Hussein? So I challenge any Shia and I'm doing this for the past 20 years. You must remember that. I can prove to you from Shia kitabs that the murderers of Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu were the Shia kuffar themselves. I give you three references. Number one, there's a book called Al-Irshad by Sheikh Mufid. You can Google it, you will find it there also. Or oh, it must be in Arabic, obviously, if you know Arabic. So you will find there Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu on Friday, Ashura, 10th Muharram and the Maidane to Fuf Karbala. I went there in 2000. So he raised his Mubarak hands. And he cursed the Shias. Why he cursed them? He told them that you told me you're coming to support me. But now you're killing my people. Like the Jutlas. They blame Hamas, but they the ones who kill their own people. You see that? So this is in your Shia book, not our books. I don't give reference of, I give books from there. Go open Tabrasi's book, you must remember of, you must remember the book's name, Al-Ihtijaj. Who is an eyewitness to what unfolded and the massacre day in Karbala? Who is Zainul Abidin? They say Imam Zainul Abidin. Fine, we can call Imam Zainul Abidin. We've got no problem. So he belongs to the Ahlul Bayt. He's Sayyidina Ali. Then you must remember he's Sayyidina Hassan, Sayyidina Hussein, and then is him. So Hazrat Zainul Abidin, Rahimamullah, is a tabi. He was very ill. He didn't participate. They left him there in the tent and so forth. He saw everything. When everything, the dust was settled, he asked the Shias, that Ahad you took the pledge on my father. Ishruna Alfan, if you look at all the kitab, 20,000 of you or more. 
ثُمَّ and then you left my father in a lurch how will you face the master Mustafa tomorrow on the day of justice <laughs> and he the master Habibuna will tell you who sing all this Hazrat Zainul Abidin the son of Sayyidina Hassan, uh, the son of uh, this thing, you must remember, the son of Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu ta'ala an. So that is Zainul Abidin, the son of Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu an. So the great-grandson of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi And he, Nabi sallallahu alayhi will tell them, Qataltum itrati, you murdered my grandson. And you desecrated our lofty, exalted rank. You don't belong to this ummah. You're out of this ummah. The hadith, the saying is mentioned in Ihtijaj by Tabarasi, Shia scholar. <laughs> Who is Sena Hussein radiallahu ta'ala his daughter? His mother, Fatima Kubra radiallahu anha. His daughter, Fatima Suhra, eyewitness to Karbala. She told them, and this is also written in Ihtijaj of Tabarasi. She told them, Allah curse you, Shias. Allah decimate and destroy you. Qataltum Abi Al-Yawm Kama Qataltum Jaddi Bil-Ams Today you martyred my father as you martyred my grandfather Sayyidina Ali previously also and Allah must destroy you These Shias Kufar Tabrasi writes in Ihtijaj they read poetry and what they said This is written in the Shia Kitab and the Shia sent me the book I still got it by me Al-Mu'assasatul Balak is the foundation and they to send me books because I have to write to them from Newcastle Abdul Qadir Husseini they to think I'm a Shia and the book's name is Al-Imam Zainul Abidin in that book you will find all this also so then they said the Shia said they what they admitted they said Qatalna Aliyan wa Bani Aliyin bisuyufin hindiyatin wa rimahi they started reading poetry yes we martyred and murdered Sayyidina Ali. Yes, we martyred Sayyidina Hussein and we used the swords from India made with suyuf in Hindi in Warimahi and the spears that were made in India. So what bigger evidence you want? So remember to shift the blame that they say now use Yazid's name and the Yazid was sitting in Damascus. You Kufar Shia was sitting there and you were the one who murdered Sayyidina Hussein. You were the one who murdered the Ahlul Bayt and so forth. By your own kitabs, tell me all these kitabs are not your kitabs. I challenge any one <laughs> of you Shias. So understand when we speak, we speak with evidence. We don't come with fairy tales and <laughs> fake news. Start quickly. One more message quickly. We'll start. It's, uh, it's Abby. She says, hi, A.K. Abby here. Can you believe I received a message threatening me to stop sending you messages and, and to stop listening to your station or else I will lose my job? Can you believe it, A.K.? I showed this to my boss, the message. He says he knows nothing about it. Your comment. We'll start. If anybody defies you because you're listening to me, you're listening to our station, then you must go on every social media. <laughs> you must send us all that evidence there, and we will send it out. And whoever was responsible to fire you, then we will take him to court, and we will take his trousers off for him. <laughs> remember, <laughs> we'll sue him and so forth. So you must never fear. Every day I get threats. You must remember, we will do this. Do I say go to hell? So you must remember this. Just now now you heard what the agents telling me we're going here and there so you must remember these type of things Abby, you write these things down quickly you must read chapter 29 verse 30 chapter 29 verse 30 Rabbin surni alal qawmil mufsideen oh Allah assist me against the mischief makers and troublemakers keep on reading that and almighty Allah will help you and assist you and you keep on listening to us and keep on sending your questions you welcome anytime morning time afternoon time night time anytime you can pose your questions Allah bless you Ameen. guide you to the truth inshallah so inshallah jazakallah khair and inshallah we will have tafsir also one to one thirty and tomorrow we will complete surah baqarah inshallah inshallah al-aziz barakallah fiqh salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah